Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio, our first program of 2022. Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for being here this morning, this cold, windy morning we have here in South Dakota. Yeah, I was on, uh, I'm going to work some urgent care today, and uh, so I was wearing scrubs because we're, you know, around some sick people. But I'm finding that the scrub pants... Do not do the job in keeping... Uh, the wind the, goes right through, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Chilly out there today. So yes, we do need to uh, dress warm these uh, days. And as we look ahead, uh, like I said, we've had a couple of weeks off. So all of our listeners probably have all these questions they haven't been able to ask these last two weeks. So please do give us a call at 605 30. We're planning today to talk about COVID. We have some questions. We already have a question that came in about COVID and they're having a lot of changes in the last few weeks and news and information. So uh, we'll let Dr. Ellsworth answer all of our questions about that and any other questions that people may have, uh, we'd be happy to answer. 605-692-1430. So, Dr. Ellsworth, the question waiting for us as we walked in this morning was, if you had the COVID shot, can you still get COVID? And what would be the symptoms? You uh, could still get COVID. The chances are smaller. And if you had COVID, um, your viral load has been shown to be less. So you'd be less likely to pass it on to others. But you still could. You could have no symptoms. Um, they could be quite mild, much less chance of it becoming a severe case. Although if you're high risk, elderly, that risk can still be higher than than some others. Um, but uh, uh, so definitely the, the COVID shots and the booster, then particularly with all those different with the three vaccines can help protect against having severe case. The symptoms are going to be similar to someone else, perhaps that's not been vaccinated uh, if if someone has COVID, which, like I said, could range from no symptoms to, uh, you know, having shortness of breath or cough, congestion, some cold-like symptoms. Um, but uh, they kind of run the gamut. Um, it's amazing that it can, uh, the variety from person to person. Sometimes people have some more just GI symptoms, uh, diarrhea or, or stomach flu-like symptoms sometimes. Um, and it can affect the body in a variety of ways. I mean, it's we still see times where people have various blood clots or other things that happen in the course of their stay, especially if they're in the hospital, um, where it maybe it, it often starts slower. That first week is usually milder than that second week sometimes. Now, you might only notice the symptoms for a couple of days and you're good and that's it, you know, headache or fatigue or achy and such. But uh, um, 
the, it, it can get worse that second week. And then sometimes people are getting better, but then they end up with a blood clot in their lung or something. And so, but you know, for majority of people, it's going to be kind of those cold symptoms and, uh, and maybe it's some other cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's other, other viruses too. Um, but, uh, unfortunately the COVID one can, can land some people really sick. Um, I do want to mention we have influenza going around in the community for sure right now too. And some of them in the hospital and that's really upticked, uh, and really increased. And, um, earlier in the year this year than most years. Mm. And, uh, we didn't have any cases last year. I, mean, I was testing specifically doing a COVID test and an influenza test on many people last year. And the COVID, the influenza test just did not come back positive, but they are now. Okay. And uh, I've had one patient test positive with both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it can happen. Um, but uh, uh, usually influenza starts hard where people just feel like they got hit by a truck where right away they've got the fever and the body aches and uh, fatigue and such. Sometimes some GI symptoms. So influenza usually starts stronger, more quickly, suddenly, mm-hmm. whereas COVID kind of eases into it. And you can, like I said, I didn't mention fever. Of course, fever can be a symptom of COVID for sure, or just even a sore throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, the, the, it is a really variety of, of symptoms. You know, for both of them, it gets help to find out what you got early on because there's some things we can do to help. Uh, with influenza, there's uh, antiviral medication that we've used for a few years now. It's not end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can shorten the duration by maybe a day or cut down your risk of a serious case. Some, like Tamiflu, is one of the medications there. And you usually won't want to give that within 48 hours of symptoms starting. So that's one reason to get tested for for that for both there um and with covid there's some treatments but they're pretty limited and maybe we'll get into those a little later yet so back to if you're having the symptoms um like you mentioned the best thing is to probably get tested to know what you are dealing with and um you know we we had a kiddo with some cold symptoms a few weeks ago it was very easy you call the clinic you pull in the back at for Avera is where we went, uh, and you just go in for a few seconds, and you're out of there, and um, easy peasy. So it is just so much peace of mind to then get that phone call saying, no, you're negative, or if you do have something, you know what you have and um, can make a plan yeah. uh, to be treated. You know, the, our numbers are going way up as, as far as even testing. Okay. And so you may want to get on the portal thing to know your result sooner. Mm-hmm. You may end up having to wait a, even up to a day or so to before you hear your results. Mm-hmm. So don't, you know, in the past, for the past several months or year, we've been able to say you should get a result within a couple hours. Sure. But as of now, as of just the last couple of days, that's maybe not true anymore. Okay. And it might take longer. I have a little more time. All right, well, it's time for us to go to our first break. I see we have another question that just came in, so we'll answer that. And any other questions our listeners may have, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. 
it leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss our medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 1430 605-692-1430. We're talking today about COVID. We've had a couple questions about that. Uh, we had one about getting a shot, and now we have another one. Um, the caller is saying, are the new COVID pills available here? Who should take them, and how effective are they? Yeah, the short answer is no. There are no oral, where you take them by mouth, antiviral medications currently in Brookings. Okay. There are some in the state, but they're very limited. Mm. So it doesn't mean we wouldn't try to get them. Okay. But uh, they're really for someone at, at high risk of complications, you know, that are um, immunocompromised and... and uh, all those risk factors for COVID. Some of those risk factors in general can be age, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, I- immunocompromised condition or on a medication that hurts your immune system uh, and so on. And so the, uh, the oral medication that would be preferred is this Paxlovid, otherwise known as Nermatrelivir with Ritonavir. <laughs> It'd be twice a day for five days. Um, you need to take it within five days of symptoms. It's only for those over age 12. Um, but there's significant and complex drug-drug interactions. Okay. So much so that we may end up telling someone to stop all their medications for while they're on this medication if okay. they take it. So this um, medication does not play well with other medications. Correct. Okay. Correct. Which is tricky because I'm guessing the people at higher risk are probably on some medications. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And there's one other oral one, uh, Monapiravir, um, also extremely limited, not for children, not for those that are pregnant, not as effective. The other one could be up to 88% effective in preventing hospitalization. Um, And this other one, about 30 to 50% effective. But... uh, both of these are extremely limited in supply in the state. Um, now, each week, we're going to be allotted more. Okay. Um, but still, I'm not sure if that'll be able to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's also those IV monoclonal antibody treatments that we've been doing in, in Brookings for quite a while now and quite successfully and definitely seen, seen how they uh, seem to be... Uh, helping to prevent hospitalization in more serious cases. Because these are only for someone if they've got mild to moderate symptoms and not hospitalized. Same thing with those pills. Okay. So once you're in the hospital, we do have an IV medication called remdesivir, an antiviral medication we've been using and will continue to use. They did say now that you could use that maybe for some people that aren't in the hospital yet, but um, it's a three times a day IV medication and 
right now we're going to be saving for those that are in the hospital in Brookings. But these other monoclonal antibodies, these antibodies that are made to help fight the virus, um, the ones that we've been giving for the most part, two different ones, pro- looks like they're probably not very effective against Omicron because they help target the, that spike protein that the um, COVID uses to attach mm-hmm. to things. And this, you know, and that's what we're targeting with the, the vaccines, mm-hmm. but that spike protein's changing some. Well, with these specific monoclonal antibodies are so detailed specific of just certain the way they look that the original ones aren't probably going to be helpful against Omicron. Okay. Um, we're looking at about, at this point, we're probably 70 to 80% Omicron in our region now. Really? Okay. It's really jumped up just in the last week and two. So of the positive COVID cases, it's estimated that 70 to 80% of those in South Dakota or in... in I think in this region that involves a few states. Okay. Um, we don't know specific information on that in brookings by any means we don't test for that specifically at the clinic or the hospital okay those get randomly sampled at the state lab mm-hmm. and uh, it's estimated currently to be about 70 80 percent so if you're in the hospital or and you're choosing treatment plans are we starting to then try to figure out if it's omicron or not or are we not able to do that quite yet really not able to do that okay um but then we'll you know try to use these other so there's a couple newer anti-viral um, IV monoclonal antibody infusions that we could do, um, but they're also very limited. Okay. So we'll, we have some of those, so we could give some of those to some people, mm-hmm. um, but then we'll be out again. So, uh, so we have some tools available, but they are very limited. Very limited. And we're seeing an increase in need. And we're seeing an increase in need. Okay. Yes, yeah. So, the bottom line again is the best way to is prevention. Mm-hmm. That starts with having people stay home when they're sick, mm-hmm. wearing a mask, washing your hands, avoid you know crowds mm-hmm. and stuff. And it, I think this is a time where we really need to start talking about since we have more availability now, people should, if you want to protect yourself more, wear an N95 mask. Mm. than just a cloth mask. Mm -hmm. The cloth mask can help protect others from you to from Mm because it helps catch your own droplets or some of them Mm -hmm. anyway. But the N95 is going to do a much better job of protecting you from others Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So um, you might want to think about N95 masks. If you're going to be in a situation where you want especially to make sure if you're higher you're protecting risk yourself yeah yep mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. um and of course vaccines yes and then and then yeah i think i was going there <laughs> and washing your hands and so on yes. uh and vaccines um and so um to because that's really been tr- most effective at helping to prevent or decrease your risk of hospitalization in serious cases because i mean sanford is still reporting 90 percent of the people they've got in the hospital mm-hmm. Uh, we're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And especially, it even goes higher when, when we're talking about those in the ICUs and being intubated. Mm-hmm. And I get a daily report, and it had been, it's been pretty high for a while. It had started to go down just in the last week, and now it's just starting to go up in the last couple of days, as now I think it's the Omicron cases 
mm-hmm. for over a month, we've had trouble transferring people out to the hospital at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it may take a few days. We have to be on a waiting list because beds are full around. And it's mm-hmm. not just COVID, but there's a lot of COVID and by far majority of them are not vaccinated. And so just help uh, free free us up some room, please, and get vaccinated and be careful and try not to get sick. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break, uh, give you a chance to call in with your questions. If you have a question you would like us to address, call us now at 605-692-1430. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's 784-8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings for help to quit smoking today. 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Prairie Doc Radio has been on a break for the last couple of weeks, and uh, we're coming back after that. And we've had a lot of changes and updates regarding COVID-19, and we've had callers with a couple different questions about that. So thank you for those. Dr. Ellsworth, can you give us an update regarding boosters uh, in general and the possibility of those being approved for kids 12 and over? Yeah, so right now, recommend for those 16 and older to get a booster after it's been six months uh, since you had the primary series. And that booster really does seem to really help to increase the antibody levels. And your body naturally makes a couple variety of antibodies. So we get, that's why we're still able to help cover Omicron still some with this. Uh, it, and the booster really seems to help uh, increase that. Whether you've, been had, whether you've had COVID or been vaccinated, over time those antibodies start to decrease and this helps boost those levels up again. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the FDA on Monday approved the Pfizer COVID vaccine booster for ages 12 to 15. Now that still needs to get cleared by the CDC, which they're looking at right now could come out later today. Okay. Um, and so it may be recommended for those 12 and older. Um, and they may shorten the time frame from six months to five months, not just for kids, but for adults too. So they might say after five months, you get a booster as opposed to waiting six months. Why? I don't know. They've got the studies to s- perhaps to say maybe we should shorten this or maybe to because we know we want to get people get mm-hmm. get their immunity up because maybe really it should have been a three dose series to begin with perhaps uh to get their immunity up to f- help fight omicron mm-hmm. um you know t- t- should all kids get uh, vaccinated then you know or get a booster you know absolutely i think they should get vaccinated and and in omicron it does look like they um it 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 seems to be hitting kids harder than before. Okay. Um, thankfully, they're still, you know, fairly low risk. Mm-hmm. 
And I've even told parents, you know, I think you're okay if you do and you're okay if you don't. Mm -hmm. Because chances are they're going to be fine Mm -hmm. either way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, the immunizations are very safe and effective. So if you get the vaccine, great. And if nothing else, you're helping to decrease the spread. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they get COVID, they'll probably be fine. Mm -hmm. They might be sick for a few days. Um, Hopefully, chances are, thankfully, that's probably about it. Mm-hmm. But it could get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so, um, and especially with Omicron now, you know, another reason that to consider the booster for them then too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we're looking at the boosters. Um, another question here. Are the home tests detecting Omicron? People They're not specifically detecting. it. They detect COVID-19. Whether you have Delta or Whether or which Omicron. strain it okay. is or not. You know, it's like... Does that person have brown hair or red hair? It can't tell that. Okay. But it can tell that it's a person. Sure. So it can tell that it's COVID, mm-hmm. and it's it, and uh, um, and so that's totally fine to use those home tests, those rapid antigen tests. That's we're using those quite a bit now again at the clinic too. Okay. So um, those help detect it, especially if you're symptomatic and earlier in the course. Um, and to see if you're still chances of spreading it to others. Mm-hmm. The PCR tests are a lot more detailed because you're specifically testing for that genetic material. Well, that genetic material can linger for weeks. So a person can test positive for weeks, even though they're only symptom, only, you know, shedding virus, the chance to spread to others in those first, you know, few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which is another reason why Boom, 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 where, decre- where they said maybe we don't need to isolate quite as long. Uh-huh. Now, you could still spread up to those 10 days or at least seven days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but after five days, it's really dropped off. And meanwhile, we need people working mm-hmm. and such. So they cut it down to five days. And then after that, you know, you could go out and but wear a mask. If you're been exposed or if you've had, I mean, sorry, if you've had COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you've been exposed, they recommend a mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay home if you've got COVID. Get your rest. Take it easy. Push fluids. And stay home at least for five days. If you want to get tested with a rapid antigen test at that point, you could consider doing that. And if you're negative, better chance that I'll be fine if I go out. But wear a mask then until it's been 10 days. Now that From I when you've been tested or from when you started having symptoms. And as long as you're getting better. And mild or no symptoms. We don't want people going out and about if they're having symptoms and they know they have COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We can really do some damage if we're doing that, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like you said, Dr. Ellsworth, there are a lot of changes going on. And some of these things that I said might not be true in a week. It might be different next week. Yeah. (laughs) So so I guess we got a radio show for weeks to come with all the new information all the time. You know, I I did want to take a moment to reflect on that. You know, it can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming. It can be nerve wracking um, to know. To, to keep up with the information and to say, you know, I really thought I was doing the right thing because I was doing this, but now you're telling me that this is the right thing. What are some of the reasons this information does change and why is it important for us to change with it? Yeah, be, well, you know, we know more, but there's always things new and changing and the situations are changing. You know, we've got this different variant. The numbers are back up again. We're, we're in South Dakota, we've got the most cases we've had since the end of 2020. 
So more right now than we had in all of 2021. Hmm. Um, so that's part of it. You know, in the U.S., um, but we're averaging about 440,000 cases a day, just double the previous week. Mm. And we still have 1,500 Americans dying every day, which mm. is up 50% since a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, let alone at the clinic, for most of December, the daily positives for COVID were pretty much in the single digits, a few teens here and there. And granted, we're testing more now, but the thing is now for the past several days, it's been the 20s and even Monday, it was double that in the 50s. But, you know, there was some that was after a weekend, too. But but it's definitely up. Mm -hmm. And you add that the influenza, Mm -hmm. let alone the other viruses still going around, metanumovirus and uh, some RSV yet and other uh, parainfluenza viruses and such and (laughs) <laughs> there's there's reason to uh you know take those basic precautions to stay healthy and get your sleep push the fluids and wash your hands and wear a mask and be careful around others and uh, be smart and and think about your neighbor mm-hmm. all right well it's time for us to go to our final break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast we have just a few minutes left if you want to give us a call We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions. Thank you for your questions that you called in today. We have just a couple minutes left, 605 692 30. We've been talking a lot of today about COVID-19, Omicron, boosters, all of that. So thank you, Dr. Ellsworth, for those updates. Um, we're going to switch gears a little and talk about the show that's coming up on Thursday night for the television show on SDPB for Prairie Doc Television. Uh, the topic this week is humanity in medicine. Yeah, it's a great timing for that, too, actually. This was a pre-recorded show. Uh, the host is Dr. Joy Falkenberg from Custer. She's a wonderful, entertaining personality, mm-hmm. uh, nice lady. And, uh, um, and, and, you know, it's a chance to sit back and talk about humanity and medicine and the, and the interaction and the relationship and all that brings meaning to it. You know, it's easy. It, it, it are, there's a lot of burnout in medicine, and especially right now are nurses and they're just getting hit over and over and working so much and and our other providers the whole healthcare team um and and gets frustrating too because you know there's some people that are not not um being nice mm-hmm. <laughs> or 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 you know are just not accepting if they're sick or or blaming us somehow you know and and mm-hmm. such and and uh uh, and then it's hard, you know, with the isolation practices and trying to decrease the spread and the frustrations involved with that. Um, and then the masks, 
-hmm. you know, and so then there's less facial expressions that you get to see and the connection of the person that way. Um, and so just a great time to step back and try to remember the humanity in medicine. And a lot of it is, a lot of the problems are because of the system, because of the insurance and because of the policies and because of the, the, the costs involved and where all that factors in with decisions sometimes. Um, but when we just bring it down to the, the person and, you know, I'll end with this. I, when I have some of the well child checks, uh, like a six month old or a four month old, you know, and they've got, uh, you smile at them with your mask on and they smile back responsively because they can tell you're smiling. It's a, it's a, it's a reflex for the infants. So if you smile, they'll smile. And even with a mask on, I can smile. They'll smile back because they Mm -hmm. can, they can read your eyes and they know. Mm -hmm. And so holding on to those moments, uh, really help to, uh, help fight the burnout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to watching uh, Dr. Joy Falkenberg host that show tomorrow night, uh, January 6th. Uh, and she will be with her guest, Wyatt O'Day and Terry Graber. And they'll discuss humanity in medicine and the importance of effective communication with your doctor. So tune in for that Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>